Hi, folks. Welcome to our Jetsetra podcast. I'm sports editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined in my office again this week by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. It's um, Tuesday, June the 23rd. We should say that every once in a while what the date is, Mike, so people know when we're doing this. Um, episode 25. Yeah. That's some sort of milestone. I think so. We celebrate <laughs> 25th anniversaries. What is the... What is the uh, I don't know. I didn't get you anything. I didn't that? get you anything, Steve. Is you know, a, usually when you're some... Is there a flower for that? Is yeah, there a stone sure for there that? Is. A gemstone? A silver. 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 Okay. okay. Um, Our crack producer, Jen Zerati, <laughs> <laughs> filled us in. <laughs> I uh, I should know. We I just had my twentieth anniversary, which I don't even know what that is. Um, paper, paper. Okay. No, I just I got her a no news. Idea. I got her a copy of the Free Press. Way to so, go! Yeah, <laughs> bought a subscription to the newspaper. Um, you know, usually when you're called to the boss's office, it's not a good thing. In this case, it is nice to be in the boss's office. Uh, back doing our podcast after many many weeks. I'm of sorry doing about it, the temperature. It's getting a little warmer. The sun is coming around here. The way that this office is, is it can be super cold or super or hot. like a greenhouse. There's, no, there's no middle ground. No, exactly. And so you have to wear uh, appropriate clothing every day, hoping that the temperature is right. I wore a T-shirt today. I was a little cold, but you guys are warming it up, so thank you. Perfect. All the hot air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that must have been what it was. Absolutely. Our 15 minutes of hot air before the podcast. <laughs> the, po- the, the podcast which, before the podcast. Yeah, which all you folks missed. No and, kidding. That w- might have been the best, best <laughs> p- segment we've done all year. Yeah, sorry, but it had to be edited. <laughs> um, we won't get into that. Why? So, okay, this is the first period of our three periods in our overtime. Uh, Mike, um, let's talk about um, the NHL's return to play. Let's talk about the fact that there's uh, tons of, uh, a growing number of positive COVID tests out there amongst athletes um, all over the place. Um, well, there's positive COVID tests all over the place, period. Right. But more and more athletes here. Last week, um, Austin Matthews reportedly has tested positive. There's no confirmation on, by the Leafs on that, but the source to it's pretty good one. So I'm believing that. By the um, way, before, where do you stand on... The, some people are, are lambasting Steve Simmons of, of the Toronto Sun for outing Austin Matthews in his column as, the, as having COVID. Who would do that? Other media are ripping him and uh it's a bit of a double standard because like he took tsn steve simmons took tsn to task for an example they're refusing to even acknowledge his report they won't say the name austin matthews except but they will say the name ezekiel elliott and a whole list of other athletes right who other sources reported on it but the feeling is ed willis actually former he wrote a great column today in the vancouver province kind of ripping the dangerous media um, scenario in Canada right now where teams are more and more trying to control the message and control the media and the fact that most other mainstream media won't even acknowledge the Austin Matthews report for fear that the Leafs will get upset because <laughs> um, apparently the Leafs went nuts when when he identified Austin Matthews. Well, Um, Steve Simmons wouldn't care. Listen, Simmons has been around a long time and uh, knows his stuff. And um, 
Um, I almost saw Steve Simmons get attacked at the Grey Cup. Did I ever tell you that story? Um, Last November, he had written a column. The I don't think day, that that's an anomaly. No, the day of the Grey <laughs> Cup, though, he wrote a column that said Andrew Harris should not yeah. be playing today. Yeah, we, we, I think we talked about that. We yeah. did. Yeah. And Andrew Harris, as the Bombers were winning, the, were about to win the Grey Cup, all us media and family of the Bombers, we were gathered in, in the end zone waiting to kind of rush the field at the final gun. Steve Simmons was there. A bunch of Andrew Harris's like family and friends saw Steve Simmons, and it was an ugly scene. I actually wrote in my bits yeah, and bytes column. It, yeah. I wrote about yeah. that, and it was ugly. I thought he was going to get physically attacked because they were hot at Steve Simmons. But as you said, he didn't care. Uh, no, I don't think. Okay, so Austin Matthews. We're going to say it here. Yes. Yeah, I don't care if the Leafs get mad at me. The chances are they're not listening to this anyways. Is anybody out there if listening? If they are, Hello. hi, Kyle Dubas. Hello. Hi, Brendan yeah, yeah. Shanahan. Hi, guys. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning closed their practice facility because of a number of players, we don't know which ones, um, tested positive. Uh, 23 Clemson football players <laughs> have tested positive. PGA player Nick Watney tested positive. And then this morning, Novak Djokovic, his own is, tournament. Yeah, he so he people were positive. ripping him for putting on. Right, yeah. And he was the guy that was saying that he wasn't going to take the vaccine. He's like a flat earther, isn't he? He's an interesting cat. I don't He's mind an him. anti-vaxxer for sure. He, he is. He, he mentioned might that. Believe yeah. in vaccination a little more now that he's got COVID. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Um but um anyway, so there's more and more and more of these tests uh, coming positive. MLB had to shut down all their training facilities right. in the, Florida, yeah. Right. So but despite all of that, it does not look like that's um, dissuading um, any of the leagues no. or any of the players from going forward, and they're kind of damn the torpedoes. Um, not unlike what's going on in a lot of the world, frankly. I mean, I don't know that sports is behaving any differently than uh, a lot of industries, and, right. and certainly in America, they're they're going forward, uh, opening up all kinds of different things and despite, paying for it. Yeah, and paying for it. So, so I'm not sure. Uh, um, it looks like. All the NHL and all of these leagues are going to go ahead anyways, and I don't know. You know, these are these are athletes, and and they want to make their money. And frankly, I think that I guess I was saying to you and some other people that if I was going to make six million dollars next year, that'd be great. Right. Um, that's not happening. But anyways, would I risk getting COVID um, for six million dollars? I mean, hey, listen, I come to work here. I'm not going to say what I make. But, I mean, there's always the risk of getting it these days anyways. Sure. So is this just something we have to accept? I think so. And players, it seems the majority anyways, are looking at it that way. I saw an interview earlier today actually with Jason Spezza where somebody asked him, like, uh, are you prepared to say goodbye? He's got, I think he's got a young son and, and a wife and and sort of risk your health and say goodbye to your family potentially for a couple months. And Spezza's answer was probably what most athletes, how they feel. He didn't specify the money, but he he said, I don't know how many more cracks I have at this. My son will understand that, you know, daddy's getting older and this is kind of a, um, you know, a potentially one last chance for me or one of the last chances. And so, yeah, I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to, if it means not seeing my family for a couple months, if it means potentially exposing myself to COVID, uh, so be it. It's uh, We have a short career and my career is nearing the end, so I'm prepared to take that risk. I think most players would feel that way. And you're right, Steve, certainly the money is a driving issue here. Not so much for this season, because don't forget, unlike, say, Major League Baseball, which hasn't really been able to get its act together because nobody's been paid yet. They didn't start the season. Most NHL players have cashed 
they're they're twenty. Yeah, they're not going to make any more money. No, this is about players, future so. earnings yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And if they don't finish the season, what it might mean for future salary caps and yep. all that. So there is money at stake uh, for sure. And I think that's a driving force. I think the other thing, Stephen, you alerted me to the um, the great story out of the PGA, Justin Thomas, absolutely ripping the folks of Hilton Head, South Carolina. For ba- he basically said they gave Nick Watney COVID during the tournament stop because none of them are taking this seriously. I think what all of this shows is why the NHL and really all pro sports feel the need for this protective bubble. If they're just going to be in the community, this thing is going to fall apart before it starts. Uh, they clearly need to shelter themselves from the, the general public, many of whom aren't taking this whole thing seriously. Uh, hi, folks. We're back for the second period of our um, Jet Setra podcast. I almost forgot the name there for a second, yeah. Mike. Well, we haven't had a lot of Jets talk lately, so the Jets part it. of it, yeah. I got short eyes, too. Do you know what short eyes is? I do not know. Buzz Curry, he's a former yep. sports editor. He told me what short eyes Great is. Great guy. Short eyes is when um, you're in prison. and um, <laughs> Was you, Buzz in prison? Hang on a second. I don't know that okay. Buzz was in prison or is. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, it's like when your term is almost up, uh, your prison sentence is almost up, and you start to get short eyes that you're going to get released. Well, I start vacation on Friday, so uh, I've got short eyes. Yes, wait a second. Are you comparing working at the Free Press to being in prison? <laughs> I've never been to prison, so I don't okay. know. <laughs> I have been to prison as a visitor. Speaking of people that have been to prison, I'm yeah. not sure that he has been, actually. No. <laughs> has he been? Did a lot of things, though, that could have Almost, landed him in prison. yeah. So Theo Fleury, we, yes. uh, Jason Bell did a really, really nice story in our paper today about Theo Fleury. Uh, Theo Fleury is up for the Hall of Fame, the Professional Hockey Hall of Fame, once again. The uh, 12th, class of, the 12th, 12th time? 12th time. Class of 2020 will be announced tomorrow, Wednesday, June the 24th. And um, um, Theo and other people and a number of people wrote columns about this today about about the fact that, you know, this guy's deserving of going into the Hall of Fame. If you look at his numbers, the stats say that he's a Hall of Fame player. He had 455 goals, 1,088 points in 1,084 games. Um, that's that's a pretty good career uh, uh, on the ice. You know, he won a Stanley Cup. He won a gold medal. He won a World Junior Cold. He was on all of the teams in the 90s. National teams, yeah. He was on all of those teams. Um, You know, he was was a five-foot-six forward. (laughs) He persevered. I mean, he... he, Now, now let's not forget, though, that he had serious uh, addiction issues and and had behavioral problems. related to his uh, the abuse that he suffered at the hands of uh, Graham James. And so with all of that, I'm, I'm not sure why the hell this guy isn't, hasn't been in the Hall of Fame yet. To me, and I think there's maybe a growing sentiment now uh, here in 2020 on this, that you almost have to look at his career through a different lens now. Like we're, I think more than ever in in the year 2020, we're now more aware of of the impact of things like addiction, of mental health, some of these, you know, social justice issues that obviously are are dominating the news cycle and rightfully so. And when you look at what Theo Fleury has had to endure in his life and and what he was still able to accomplish, as you say, forget just remove his background and just look at the numbers alone they're impressive but then when you factor in what this guy was dealing with 
often off the ice. And he documented, you read his book, I imagine? Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely um, eye-opening look. Like when he wrote about his time with the New York Rangers, especially, right? And and uh, it was on the street. He, he was, was leading he was, the league. In he scoring. was a multi <laughs> millionaire hockey player who, as he said, he'd be in crack shacks yeah. at night, you know, smoking crack and nobody had a clue who he was. They thought he was just some junkie on the street. And meanwhile, he's, you know, one of the best players in the National Hockey League. And then to still, you know, go to work the next day as a high functioning uh, pro- producing athlete um, and all the pressure that comes with that to me. Um, I think this is the year that, and if you look at the overall class this year, there's not a lot of what you would consider absolute slam dunks. Maybe that's hurt him in the past, that there's been some real, you know, good classes in the past where, okay, these three or four guys are absolute no doubters. I don't know that you could say that this year. There seems to be a lot of debate and a lot of gray areas. So uh, I think he's absolutely a Hall of Famer. And I mean, what he's now doing with his career, and Jay wrote great, a great piece about it. I mean, obviously, he's been sober now a long, long time. 5,390 days, it says. Here. Right. And, uh, and he's a motivational speaker, and he's you know sharing his message. And he's done just so much good off the ice post-hockey career now. Uh, to me, um, uh, he should absolutely get in. That said, um, I'm about 50-50 on whether it happens. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be watching tomorrow's announcement obviously with great interest and i do hope he gets in uh, you would agree steve that he oh he, yeah absolutely I, I think just on the, the his uh, accomplishments on the ice alone um let's set aside all of the other stuff right. even if he hadn't persevered over different things or whatever i believe he should get in on that it seems to me that he hadn't got in previously because of you know because he had been suspended a bunch of times or whatever for poor behavior and like if you can't see past why that happened, <laughs> right. do you know what I mean? As who votes on this? There is a Hall of Fame committee. Oh, yeah, a committee there right? is yeah, a committee. There is a committee. Yeah, which is it's comprised of. It's not like there's some uh, there's some members of the media. There's yeah. some NHL executives. Um, I, I honestly want to say that Mark Chipman is on the committee. Is he not? I, I have no idea. Um, I, we'll I, have to look into that, folks. right? Yeah. I kind of think they're he meeting is. today, though. This is the first time, though, that they've right. ever met virtually um, to decide these, and so um, yeah, I, I don't think that there's any question. I think it's a, a, a real injustice that Theo Fleury is not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, he's just been, and and if you want to add in, like you said, what he's done post career and what sure. he continues to do, right? I mean, you know, he's really, you know, changed his life in he, a very big way. The fact that he accomplished everything he did on the ice, uh, would you say five six? Five I mean, foot six. And he six was years, so he was probably five four. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, most guys, exactly. I've been in they the Jets room, inches, and there's right? guys. You're like when they're off skates, you're like, there's no way that he guy's had, six I, three. I, I seem to remember he had like two hundred point over two hundred points as a junior. Yeah. Oh, he while was, being abused. I know. by Graham James. Like oh, my, like like holy hey, oh my. Oh, we got a phone call you? coming in. Oh, are we like, taking calls on the podcast? We now? are. Yeah. You know, this one will be one of those ones. I love these these calls where the first thing you hear when you answer is please don't hang up like oh <laughs> so it's a survey or yeah let's check yeah <laughs> okay yeah sports steve Lyons. and hello and please do not hang up <laughs> 
And then what, what else are you going to do but hang up? Exactly. That is that is code for hang up now uh, before we... That was a we... different voice, though. Wow. It's a new voice. So how did you know? Was it like a 1-800 number uh, or a no, certain... No, it's like a 985 okay. area because something... I have no idea. You can just... Can't you just tell now? You yeah, for sure. Now, right? um, I don't have a landline anymore at home. I'm just all cell phone. So I found the num- the volume of those calls has gone down on, oh. on the cell phone. I tend to get more spam texts than spam phone calls, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to love the spontaneity of a live podcast taping and uh, and phone calls coming in. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, Theo Fleury now, he, he's kind of become the face of, of a lot of movements in this country. I do wonder, though, Steve, I mean, he, he can be a little out there with his opinion. I wonder if some voters are going to hold certain things against him. Like he, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, um, he's, uh, he's a bit of a right winger. He's constantly, you know, bashing certain things that the government is oh. doing and yeah he's quite outspoken on but i i just wonder you know how these things can get right they can be political i think he's tempered that a bit though, hasn't i he? think so yeah. um but uh yeah i mean then you know manitoba boy uh, would be great to obviously see him uh get in the fa- the hall of fame well and- we'll keep an eye on that tomorrow somebody's gonna need to write about that tomorrow but that reminds me yeah so <laughs> mark that down mark yeah. that down i'll just mark that down on my schedule here folks yeah okay <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Cetera podcast. Um, one league that we know that is starting to play, Mike, is the American Association. The Gold Eyes will be opening training camp in Fargo on Thursday. Um, you have plans to talk to Rick Forney tomorrow, correct? He's yes. on his way to Fargo. And the season will start. I'll just turn around on my calendar it's here. It's Monday, isn't it? It starts Friday, July oh, the 3rd. I'm a week ahead, right. They play Fargo. So they're going to have a training camp. And then right after Canada Day, the the American July 4th weekend there, they'll have a season. Um, I'm trying to find somebody to go down there and cover it. I'm having a hard time with that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> People don't want to rush down to Fargo? Well, I, everybody, it's funny. I've chatted with two uh, reporters, and they both were really interested in going down. Um, the problem is, is that if you when you come back, right, you're going to need to self isolate. There's for a penalty phase. Days. Yeah, there sense. is. Yeah, so the 14 days afterwards. Um, so we're still uh, looking for volunteers. We're calling. <laughs> we're going through the newsroom <laughs> one person at a time. This is like Survivor. Well, trying to find somebody that doesn't care that they'll be uh, have to isolate for 14 days after they come right. back. Right, and of course, you know, you isolate that's when we expect the Jets are going to be starting training camp yeah. here in Winnipeg. Uh, well, we don't know that either. No, but th- that's certainly where it's heading. The, the The idea now they've lifted the the protocols would allow the Jets to actually come back to Winnipeg now. And um, Have they? We think. <laughs> it's clear as mud. You're right. I mean, the, the federal government, we know they have for the hub cities. Yeah. Uh, they haven't been exactly clear yet about what it means for the not. non-hub cities. No. Uh, by the way, we should get a decision on those hub cities in a few days. They've reduced the list, I think, down to six now, including the three So Canadian the Jets are scheduled to open training camp July, July the 10th. 10th. Is that right? It's Correct. a Friday here. When and we know nothing about it. Is it happening at the Iceplex? Is it happening at Bell MTS? Is it happening in Grand Forks? It's a secret, Mike. Are we going to be allowed to cover it? Why don't you send an email to somebody at the Jets I and should, ask them and, if they uh, know? We'll, we'll watch the, the dust <laughs> gather on it. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'd love to be able to tell you a little more about how it's going to work, but uh, that's proven to be a little difficult these days. But yes, the Gold Eyes, who would have who would have thought 
uh, that the Gold Eyes would kind of be the only show in town, at least for the time being. Like they're well, going to be in this town, but a town in this town. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're going to be the only Winnipeg pro team. The Bombers aren't playing. The Jets. We think they're going to start up later in July, but uh, the Gold Eyes will be the first out of the gate. Of course, not here in uh, in enemy territory. Fargo is going to be their home for the next couple of months. Um, yeah, unless things change here and they well, they decide, do have the ability. Yeah, that's yeah, right to yeah. uh, to move back. I know here in Manitoba, I think the government's been pretty clear that not until September would they entertain the thought well, of that they even going to entertain the thought. Which which leads me to something else. Last week was it last week? The, the Western Hockey League commissioner uh, made a statement. Yes. He had a, held a press conference with the media. Mike Swatsky had a story where the Western Hockey League, and that includes the Winnipeg Ice, is planning to go ahead with its season. Um, but only if they can have 50 per, 50% capacity in their arenas. Um, I, is there any chance that's going to happen, Mike? What do you think? I would have said no a couple of weeks ago, but let me throw this out to you. Yesterday, I believe it was Dr. Rusin and I think Brian Pallister commented. He was specifically asked, uh, Dr. Rusin, are there any cases, COVID cases in Manitoba linked to the Black Lives Matter rally held just over two weeks ago in Winnipeg, which by all reports, there was anywhere from 15 to 20,000 people gathered at one time in relative close proximity. A lot of those people wore masks, for sure. You could see it in the video in the photos. They actually explicitly said, we have not had a single case linked to that rally. And one of the, the sort of addendums to that is Dr. Rusin said, when you're outdoors, the, the risk of spread is, is a lot lower than it is indoors. If you're the gold eyes or even the bombers or a Cinnaboyne Downs or anybody that ha or a festival, are you not looking at what happened with that rally two weeks ago and the fact that they've come out and said, there's not a single case out of that and saying, why can't we have a crowd? The gold eyes wouldn't have 15 or 20,000. They'd have four or 5,000 people. You could sell every second seat if you wanted. You could make everybody wear a mask coming into the stadium if you wanted. Um, does that? Well, there is there is no community transmission right. of COVID in Manitoba right now, right? Is that correct? That, I think they there's right. one case from the weekend. They can't really explain someone right. who was asymptomatic who just got tested. They don't know where they right. got it. So, from. like, yeah, hypothetically, we could do that here. Manitoba is a bit of a bubble. I guess with the Western Hockey League, though, is like the ice are good. Who you are need play? every yeah. other team to yeah. be and, on board. And then, if, and then same with the gold ice, if you then allow like people from America to come in, which I'm strongly against, um, sure. then you're opening up to the possibility of that. So it'd be. I think that, yeah, you're right. I think that we could have a festival or something like that, but... Um, but, but we're not having festivals this summer. No, it, all no. of that is canceled. But yeah. I do wonder when you look at Western Canada and the Western Hockey League specifically, um, Western Canada does seem to be ahead, certainly of Eastern Canada. Like yeah. I would say there's a better chance of the WHL having fans than the Ontario Hockey League at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, these gate driven leagues, they need fans in the well, stands. When, when do you think that, well, I guess it's such a hypothetical question. Does that mean that? hypothetically people could be in Bell MTS Center watching the Jets do this? By October. Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, it sounds like we're going to get things like casinos and movie theaters are the next to open here in, in Manitoba in the next few weeks from everything I've read. 
to me, we're getting bigger and bigger now, right? They're allowing things like indoor church gatherings are now in, in big size. And they're actually saying you could have these different pods of people as long as each pod is. So I just, I feel like we're, we're having a bunch of little tests here. And to me, the, the, the big protest, the big rally two weeks ago, like that, should have been a huge test if cases like spiked out of control after that well you'd say well it's going to be forever the fact that they've actually said we haven't had a single case and now what 17 days have passed 18 days like if there was going to be a case it would have shown up by now uh, to me that does open that door maybe not even just slightly but quite a bit <laughs> all right folks we're back for the overtime period of our jet cetera podcast uh mike you uh mentioned uh, that you were out playing a little golf you sent me a note asked me about a golf course oakwood yes how'd you like it i loved it uh, i'd never played there before it's actually out in saint anne manitoba yeah it's out cottonwood there. Well, yeah. i have played cottonwood is cottonwood it's, still open no it's closed no, yeah, yeah but cottonwood is actually right across the highway was, or where yeah. cottonwood yeah, yeah. was yeah, apparently yeah. it's just a, a big abandoned golf course now there's nothing on there's it. there's a few of those yeah um <laughs> the i think world. they were supposed to develop it and it's never been developed but uh yeah oakwood um not a lot of water not a lot of sand but a tight little course not not very long either i mean there's a lot of par fours that are like 310 320 but it's heavily treed and so it's 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 a tight course and i mean in absolute perfect condition like it weathered really well uh, this winter and uh yeah i enjoyed it i went actually with uh, seven family members seven mcintyre family members and i will take this how is that pleasurable to go with well we didn't all play in one group oh you're just not a family person right <laughs> we were in two foursomes i played with my son i'm not a, i was never like i was never uh, frankly i'm not a great social golf oh, person okay. when i played golf and i did play a lot of golf i played golf competitively yeah yeah and i it was a serious game and there's not a lot of time for chit chat oh there was all kinds of fun, ribbing yeah. and mocking yeah, and yeah. yeah yeah shut shut your keep right. your mouth shut and play i had the, the game, lowest yeah. score of all eight of Good us so i i was kind of leading the the chirping i guess but yeah i played with my my son my dad my brother and then that was one foursome the other foursome was uh my uncle and his son and um my cousin and his and you're sons. off to granite hills when are you going to granite, granite hills? hills next tuesday actually going with jay bell <laughs> uh gonna go golf with jay out there he's uh, got a cottage out that way oh, right. so yeah, looking yeah. forward to uh we're off because it's a stat being the july oh, the 1st tuesday. the next yeah, day right, so yeah. we're yeah. heading out just for the day on on tuesday to uh play around have you ever played granite hills i haven't no it it oh. kind of opened uh started open as i quit the game okay. um, for those who don't know i used to play a lot of golf I played at Glendale, Niaqua. right? Or Niaqua, Niaqua, sorry. I was a member at Niaqua and, and um, you know, played a lot in my life period or whatever. And then. What was your lowest, what's the lowest handicap you ever? Seven. Did? A seven, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I could hit it. I could, I was really good off the tee. Um, I could hit it. What was uh, your lowest round? Uh, 74. Okay. At Niaqua, yeah. Which so, is, was it a par 70? Uh, good question. Yeah, but it's so, a yeah. tough course. Like, it is a, a legit, really tough. Right, legit, they played the, the not Players' Cup there. Kildonan, yeah. No, okay, no, yeah. they played the Players' <laughs> Cup there. It's a tough test. Um, yeah, it was a good round that, that day. I used to like to play match play uh, more than, a stroke play was fun. Right. But match play was always kind of fun. I enjoyed that or whatever. And and um, so, but I just, I got tired of it. It's just too much time people still ask me to go play yeah i spent a lot of time biking and stuff by the way i'm going biking again this weekend another shout out 
I'm going to visit Travel Manitoba. I am. I'm going to visit. I'm going to Riding Mountain oh, on Friday. Country. I'm going to Dauphin on Saturday, and then on Sunday, I'm going to Assisipi. Yeah. Assisipi has a chairlift where they take you up the mountain, and then you ride a mountain bike down. Are the so, bikes at the top of the mountain, or you're bringing your bike I, I, I with you? I think you take it up with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I won't use my bike. My bike's more of a hybrid trail bike. But they'll outfit with me, and uh, my girlfriend's going with me, and yeah, and so they'll give us uh, like a, a with suspension in the rear, so that we can ride down or whatever. Right. So it's the only chairlift bike trail <laughs> ride or whatever between the mountains and Ontario. Have you ever done like that. that before elsewhere? No, no, I've never done it. No, I'm <laughs> you, jacked. Can you can you strap a GoPro to your head and like maybe take some video? Because that um, would be awesome. <laughs> I'd have to, yeah, maybe that would be Imagine, fun. That'd be it? great yeah. for our website, like a video of you actually, like yeah, that's bird's a good eye idea. view of you going down the maybe mountain. Maybe Mike Aporius, this photo I think we have a GoPro one. kicking around, we don't one? we? Yeah, we got that, one of those. Just that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I you're wearing, wearing a helmet, straight. right? Uh, Do you yeah, wear a helmet? I always wear a helmet, right. yeah, yeah. I think in that, so yeah, you can I wear a helmet even in the city. Like, even when I go to Sobeys, I wear a helmet. I saw, I don't know what, what why, that's a, this a bit pet peeve of mine. I don't understand the vanity and not wearing a helmet when you're riding a bike, like, what, like get a nice helmet and wear a helmet, like you know. There, it just uh, it seems to be it's it's you know those same people probably don't wear seatbelts or masks now. I mean, right. it's just people don't like being told to do something. <laughs> if you told people, if you told people to not wear a, wear a helmet, helmet, they would wear helmets because that's people like to be rebels. But yeah, I would I would actually love to see a GoPro. Bird's eye view going All down right. the, uh, talk, going down the mountain. Aporius. Yeah, otherwise I'll, maybe I'll go pick one up. It would be good to have. I do a lot of these travel stories, and I've often thought that I, I'd like to have a GoPro because there's a lot of times that I, where For I am sure. doing things or whatever. So anyways, I'll be on vacation um, starting Friday for a week, about 10 days. And then our producer, Jen Zarati, is going to be on vacation for and a week. We definitely cannot function we without can. Jen. How could we even, like, no. like imagine us trying it to do would this? Be, we may as well just have a tin can and a string. <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we'll be back so we'll be off for a couple two weeks. weeks. Yeah. And uh, the sports world could look a lot different when we come back. Well, I mean, yeah. we could have Jets training camp. It'll be Tuesday, July the 14th. Right. And who so knows? Who we could knows? be a week into Jets training camp. The Gold Eyes will be 10 days or so into their season. And who knows? Maybe the CFL will have made a decision by then on what they're doing, Steve. And God God, God will allow us to get me to get down that hill and back. And maybe we'll, yeah. we'll have a, a real adventure to talk about. All right. All stay right. safe and uh, we'll talk to you then. Okay. Thanks, folks, for listening. Thank you.